Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team time now for the Bradfoe show with rob bradford with rob bradford on weei weei and streaming everywhere on the odyssey app let's go let's go metric man what's going on yeah, turn your mic. Your mic's not on. What's up, man? Can you what's, hear me now? What's wrong? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? You, you, all, all you know is podcasts. All you know is podcasts. <laughs> yeah, You're the only safe. person who only knows podcasts having done no podcasts. But that's Brian Barrett, his swang song, The Victory Tour. This is better than David Ortiz's uh, celebratory run through places like Minnesota, getting the jar of peanut butter. Well, what, are we, what do you want for a gift, Brian? And by the way, this is a Bradford show. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Brian Barrett. Uh, we have Jonathan Papelbon coming up at 5 o'clock. Just some good smack talk. This is going to be Smack Talk Saturday with Jonathan Papelbon. You know why? Fantasy. Fantasy football. <laughs> Bradford Show Fantasy Football League. He is all in. I got to, before I, I ask you for what you want as your parting gift, Brian, I'm driving home last night from Fenway Park. I mean, this is like quarter one in the morning. And I get a text. And you know, on, the, on your car, it, it pops up when you get a text, the name. I don't have that kind of a well, that's, car. You know, when you make the kind of money that I'm throwing around, there you go. I feel you. But there it is. Quarter, quarter of one, Jonathan Papelbon's just texted me. Like, what, what, what was happening? I'm tired. I want to go home. We got to up the ante of the Bradford Show Fantasy Football League. Like, I can't do that. I do not have that. I, I do not. I could sell my car, but I do not have that type of money. But. Jonathan Papelbon, who is in the Bradford Show Fantasy Football League, which we'll get to a little bit later. We'll get all the particulars. And by the way, a listener to the show, to the podcast, has the opportunity to join this wildly popular uh, celebrity, um, chock full of celebrity league. And we'll give you details on that a little bit later. But, but Rob, I have the numbers for you. 90.5 million in career earnings. You're telling me you don't have money to play in this fantasy league? That's Papelbon. Yeah, so I do not. <laughs> and and we are, we're, we're trying to – so you tell me if this makes any sense. So I'm driving in. This is just – people love behind the scenes of the Bradford Show, right? This, just like you, you love it. I mean, you, just like your podcast, when that comes out, that's what you should do. So I'm driving in. I say, hey, Pap, you, you want to come on? Because he's – right now, he's one of the most entertaining people in media. And so you want to come on and we'll talk some crap about the Fantasy League. We'll talk about closer entrance music, whatever, which we'll get to. I said, but dude, like, I can't afford to up the ante of this. So Gomes is in it. 
Punto's in it, Dan Ugla's in it, maybe PV, maybe Petroleum. Like, all these people are in it. I, I can't afford this. He's like, I'll tell you what. And you tell me if this works. I, is I, Heim Bloom in it? I, he's a big Heim Bloom fan, right? Heim Bloom is uh, respectfully declined. <laughs> no, I, I, we didn't ask him. But I did talk. To, I want to get to this a little bit later. I did talk. This came from the clubhouse just now. Along with Jerry's familiar being in that clubhouse, he's going to be activated. I talked to Eric Hosmer about being in the, the, the very, very um, well-publicized fantasy football league. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, the Mike Trout one. Yeah, so, but I said, hey, I can't afford that. He's like, I'll tell you what, buy in 500 bucks, buy in 500 bucks and I'll pay for you. And if, if you win, I'll pay half, I'll get half your winnings. That seems like there's like conflict of interest there, right? I mean, it doesn't seem right. Would you do that? No. Okay. All right. This is- my fantasy, my fantasy league that I'm going to be, I haven't played fantasy in a while. It's only 50 bucks. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you and I are of the same milk. So anyway, we're gonna, Jonathan Papelbon's going to be under five. And, and the last part of that conversation was, I said, well, if you want to keep people interested and you're worried about that part of it, then you have the end of the season, the person that finishes last has to do something stupid. This is a big thing in fantasy right now. And the, 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 the one everyone defaults to is spending 24 hours in a Waffle House. I said, yeah, like spending 24 hours in a Waffle House. Papelbon immediately goes, no, that's a terrible idea. I'm like, why? He's like, because I love Waffle House. I had a Christmas dinner at Waffle House. That's a reward. <laughs> so, th- so that's what you got to look forward to at 5 o'clock. Papelbon's calling in. We get a lot to get to. Everyone's lining up here at the Ford Fenway studio clubhouse studio and last night brian with the red sox i'm gonna say this and i tweeted this i like the the fenway crowd did its part like they they, did see that tweet even before the game ended you tweeted that right i mean that's i was so i was up in the press box and i'm looking down and it's they're behind you have a team that's whatever three games under 500 at that time four and a half out of the wild card playing this team that's obviously it's great record and it's getting late. It's 10 o'clock at night. I mean, the place is full. And not only is it full, but you're behind and you're trying to will your then underperforming team to a victory. Like, this is, it was so impressive to me. Congratulations to everybody out there who went to the game last night and, and can fall under this umbrella. But it was impressive. I'm like, they did their part. And, and ultimately, the Red Sox did their part. We can talk about that. But I, I do want to say that, that, yeah, a lot of Yankees fans were there. That's what helped fill the crowd, no question about it. But that crowd was full from stem to stern, from beginning to end. They were into it. They were on their feet. Like I said, even when they were behind the most important moments, uh, that was like they deserve credit. I am giving you all credit. I am giving everybody out here credit. Congratulations to you, my friend. You get credit for coming to the game. Yes, being fans of the great game of baseball, even though the Red Sox are still four out on the wild card. Yeah, well, I felt like last night, too, we get so caught up, and naturally we should, about everything that did or didn't happen at the deadline, everything that did or didn't happen before the season. Last night, to me, it was just you enjoyed the game, right? Now, I was anxious for the majority of that game because I felt like, all right, Evaldi gave you everything he had. Now, he got hit relatively hard in that game, and he still was able to just keep them to the two runs, although... You see the measurement on the judge home run? That was oh, it was, way so, it was four four twenty nine. Like it was like come <laughs> that on, was like I, 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 when five hundred feet. When I saw it, when I saw it, Brian, I was like, I I don't remember ever seeing a ball hit at Fenway Park like that. 
That I'm sure was, there has been, but it was nuts. I mean, that thing was absolutely hammered. But nonetheless, he gets through it. He gives up just the two earned runs. And then Matt Barnes was relatively good again. I mean, that's obviously a positive development. My favorite part of the whole night was Whitlock. Whitlock was freaking dominant last night. That was night. his best stuff since Oh, my back. God. And he, that was just, hey, here's 96, here's 97. Try to hit it to Donaldson and Torres. He was incredible in that game. And then... Something that we needed to see was J.D. The guy's been hitting 115 since July 16th, and he comes up with massive hits, obviously the one earlier in the game, but then the one in the ninth inning to tie things up and send it into extra innings. So as bad as it's been for the Red Sox, you look at where they're at right now, and you mentioned, yeah, they're still four behind in that wild card situation, but that was a big win Thursday against Baltimore. Last night is a huge win because now you got two opportunities to win the series. Montas was not good in his opener. I know that he was dealing with a family situation there, but Tyone sucks. That guy blows. He pitches tomorrow. That's a big opportunity for you. And then you get Pittsburgh. And all I'm asking for now, Rob, is like, I hold I, on, hold on. Everyone listen up. This is what Brian, I asked you what you wanted. This is what Brian Barrett wants. Go ahead. What do you? Oh, want? this isn't. This is the president. Oh, oh, oh! This isn't the president. No, this is what I. Okay, this is what I want. Actually, okay. I just want competitive, important baseball down the stretch. That's because, what you want. Yes, we know that the team's flawed. Everybody knows the team is flawed, but I want them to keep this up until. The let end. it be said. Let it be done. Right. Remember, like last year, some of the teams that didn't get in. Right. Seattle. At least they fought till the end, till the final day of the season. I'll, I'll, I'll say that's that. what I want to see. I'll, I'll I want say this: if we, if we want to reflect on this week. Yeah, you lost to Atlanta, but it really felt like like they were doing. <laughs> I was say, of course you try, right? This is this is a cliche. Whether you try or not, of course you try. But you could tell that they thought those were important games, and you could tell that they were putting it all out there, and they fell right. short because why? Because if you want to go back to the trade deadline, you landed with Caleb Ort throwing the last couple of innings of one of the most important games of the year against Atlanta. So, I feel bad for that guy. Right, right, but but that's just, but they not, were they were they were clearly clearly like understaffed, but they were trying to put their best foot forward. Now, you beat Baltimore. Now, you beat the Yankees. And Yankees low key suck right. Well, yeah, well this is, this is this is why in, in Heading into last night, they had the same record at the All Star since the I'm sorry since the trade deadline as the Red Sox. So you're right. So we knew coming in that there was this wasn't the juggernaut Yankees, even though the Red Sox were certainly not the juggernaut Red Sox. But at the same time, there was a scenario, and there is a scenario which like we did not think was the case, especially after that those games against Atlanta, where you can make the case that they crawl back into this. Right. But but but. It, it's not hyperbole to say these two games against the Yankees, to your point, like you got to win one of them. You go to Pittsburgh, and then and then that series against Baltimore, first of all, you got to take care of business against Pittsburgh. Yeah, no more losing. No more against teams. the Royals. Yeah, yeah no yeah. more of that crap. And yeah, no, none of that, none tonight, of that crap, says Brian Barrett. Yeah, tonight, Rob, to the point that you made about last night's game, the tweet about last night's game, you need that tonight with Montes on the mound. Like, they have got... Because, look, he's not used to a robbery like this. He's not used to pitching in big games. This should be a good atmosphere tonight. Saturday night at Fenway. I'm sure the crowd will have a couple of beverages before they come to the game since it's a later start. Get on Frankie Montas early in this game. Let him hear it. I want to see this be a good atmosphere tonight. Well, this is the second request. Second present. The number one president for Brian Barrett was... Competitive baseball down the stretch. Competitive baseball. And now number two president... 
is that you want him to get on Frankie Monta. Yeah, make him feel it. Make him feel the I mean, pressure. everyone out there, on, get, how well, can you not give that present to Brian Barrett? <laughs> how can you not do that? All that he's done for you, for your listening pleasure, for, your, for the, your, your baseball education, all he is asking before he leaves and goes into the netherworld of podcasting, all he is asking, just get on Frankie Montas. Just, get, just make him a little uncomfortable. Make him a little nervous. Can we do that? Can we get on Frankie Montas? Like, nobody wants any part. Like, yeah. come on, let's go. Like, we're, <laughs> well, I mean, we, we're here at Fenway Park. Everyone's riled up. Brian Barrett wants something to happen. I want to make it happen for him. That's how much I care about you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will say this. Think about this crowd, how they get on Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole does not pitch well at Fenway. Are you, are you suggesting a Frankie chant? Something along those lines. You, Why not? Can you simulate that? By the way, Frankie, Frankie. There you go, Coop. Come on, Coop. Oops, I mean, it. nothing beat the Garrett Cole chant from last year. Oh, well, uh, that, that was beautiful. The Frankie Montas chant. I mean, he's, guy, got, he's got the name for it. Yeah, he's Angel Food Cake Soft, Garrett Cole. He will not win a big game in the postseason. Okay. You don't think he's Angel Food Cake? That guy is incredibly soft. I, I, he at fails least, at every least, big game he pitches. In. I was going to say, at least at Fenway Park, oh, not good. He's a puddle. He's a puddle on the mound. Mm. And by the way, oh, one other thing. I have puddle, one, can I have a puddle one of Angel Food Cake. Now, this is, this is a big request, and I don't know if Rob... Is this a third request Yeah. This is the third request, oh, and this is to the pitching staff of the Red Sox. Oh, okay. I know Cora. Gather around, everybody. I know Cora doesn't like this stuff, but if there is a blowout either way tonight or tomorrow, what happened to Rafael Devers at New York cannot be tolerated. Okay, you, you cannot knock Rafael Devers down without any repercussions. Well, yeah, okay? we we need a good scrap. Well, the well, and it's scary. I mean, Stanton's on the IL, so that's a good thing. He can't be involved. In yeah, but listen, they got into the they, the got, they got into the Joe Kelly scrap, and you had Stanton. And true, Jeff that's and true too. So I'm saying, like, maybe we can ask Papelbon about this too. That crap cannot be tolerated. Oh yeah, you cannot throw. Coop, the, jot that down. We need that question for Papelbon. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Papelbon would fit on this team. He would be the only one out there fighting. Re- Ooh, really? I don't see anyone on this team fighting. Uh, Tommy Pham. Well, that's got to be in your like. You got to remember. But that's why I think that I think the additions of Hosmer and Fam were good because I yeah, think Fam has an edge. Fam's, yeah, yeah. Fam's got some nasty. By the way, well, I mean, Schreiber, I think Schreiber. I think Schreiber's got that dog. Well, in him. Yeah, I mean, like you, you guys have been around him. Very mild mannered, but like he flips the switch when he's on the field. No, he was talking to you no, about that. Right, oh, exactly. Well, this is what I'll say: if they do it, yep. if somebody knocks a Yankee down after what they did to Devers. If there's a blowout one way or the other, I'm not saying don't be crazy, do it in a close game or anything along those lines. We know the Red Sox don't have that type of margin for error at this particular point in time. But if that does happen, I will say that the Red Sox balls dropped for the season. Ooh, because remember that stretch, Rob, when they kept when Devers kept getting thrown at. Like people, were, everyone was pitching him inside. The Red Sox never reacted. Are you to that. saying, Brian Barrett? Are you saying that the Tommy Pham walk off hit yesterday, whether it was a single or a double, we're not quite sure. The Tommy Pham hit. I didn't know. Is that true? Did you know that? You I could just run to second. I, I think he made it up. I, 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 I don't know. But I don't I've never heard of that. Because the game ends yeah. once the runner scores. Yeah. Well, and, he, and yeah, also, so like if he were to hit second base, then the run crosses. He would and get also, the double, he right? was he was he was touched by a physical human being before he got to second. Yeah. So, uh, but he did have the quote of the year. After we could all agree that was the quote of the year. That was quality. The quote. The we don't get paid for overtime. We don't get paid for overtime. Great He's a good quote. quote. He's a but but who has the most hard hit ball since the trading deadline? Probably uh, Fam. Tommy Fam. Tommy uh, Fam and Nolan Arenado. There you go. Let's go. So, a, he he does not like weak. So He's w- against which him. was a bigger hit? Okay, the Bill Miller home run in the Veritech A Rod scrap game back in two thousand four. 
or the Tommy Pham walk-off yesterday? TBD? I mean, we that, that, we that, was, <laughs> that was the launching point for 2004. Well, yeah. and, I mean, you can go back. Hosmer's hit was huge the other night on Thursday against Baltimore, the double. That was huge. Ended up being the game winner. He thought that ball was out Do of the ballpark. Okay, this is what we, we got to get to a lot of things. 617-779-7937. I see you all lined up. 617-779-7937. This is a Bradford show. By the way, how do you feel? McFarland, McFarland, McFarland Energy. Thanks once again for sponsoring the Bradford Show. Uh, we get a lot to get to, um, including, by the way, like you said, like should we do a mea culpa with Heimblum? At least a, a semblance of a mea culpa when it comes to trade down. Look at the face of Brian. Hold on, just hold on, relax. What are you drinking? Lower, lower, lower the heart rate, okay? <laughs> but but you, your cup you, over there. You man. just mentioned Hosmer. You just mentioned Fam. I'm just trying to get you worked what up. What size have you had? Yeah, and, and I, I spiked that seltzer. I came down and, with for him. And and Andy and Kyrie introduced the whole like uh, it was just low hanging fruit, but I love it. The do you make a run at Aaron Judge? <laughs> yes. He's going to the Mets. Cohen's going to get him. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is it, it does speak to the larger issue of, sure, you're going to have money to spend. What What are you going to do and how? what type of approach are you going to take? All of that is on the table. And like he said, some good crap talking with Jonathan Papelbon at five. And that leads up to the Red Sox radio uh, network. I'm sorry. The Red Sox network pregame show, Shots the Star Market, pregame show with Brian Barrett. I guess I'm taking over for that tomorrow, right? Correct? Yeah, you got it, man. You're going to shine. All right. Well, I'm a little nervous. Uh, but 617-779-7937. Coop's here, too. This is the Bradford Show. This is trending. There's a new ready-to-drink alcoholic cocktail that I love, and it's called Day Chaser. It's not only more refreshing than beer, it tastes great. It's also just 100 calories, no artificial ingredients, no added sugar, and it's gluten-free. When you open a can of Day Chaser, you get real vodka and soda, real tequila and soda. It's not a malt knockoff. Go to daychaser.com to find it at a store near you or have it shipped to your house. Can't find it? Tell your local liquor store to bring it in. It's available now throughout the tri-state area. You just have to ask for it. Day Chaser, the canned drink of the spring and summertime. Visit Wines and More for the largest selection of wine, craft beer, and spirits in the area. Don't miss an inning of the game when you shop online at winesandmore-ma.com to order curbside pickup or local delivery. Conveniently located in Wareham and Mansfield Crossings and the Walpole Mall. Wines and More. Wines and More. It's about more. Communities are built on connection. Connections bring us together and make us stronger. Cape Ann Savings Bank is built on connection too. Since 1846, the Cape Ann community has relied on us to help build their nest eggs and strengthen their financial futures. For your banking needs, connect with the people who are committed to you. Call 978-283-0246 or visit any one of our offices. Built on connection. CapeAnnSavings.bank. Member FDIC. Member DIF. Equal housing lender. Do it. The Bradfoe Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Thanks, game today. Nice. Yeah, A game. Nice little limp biscuit. You, you, I like got, it. you got any Kendrick Lamar? I went to his concert the other night. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. How was it? It was off the hook. Off the hook. I like it. What's yeah. your favorite song from his new album? <laughs> I'm lonely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a banger. Yeah. Hum me a couple lines. I'm lonely. Yeah, that's it. I love it. <laughs> uh, 
No, but my uh, I did not go. I, I slide. This is the Bradford Show. I am a liar. I'm Rob Bradford. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. My son did. Oh, he did go. Colby did go. Did he enjoy it? Oh my goodness! I was very. Je- I had a friend that went, and I was well, tickets extremely like uh, you talking about baseball tickets. Holy mackerel! It's his last concert. It, it's air quotes. It's, uh, his, it's last not his last concert. Come on, let's go. Yeah, He's super super air quotes. He's stepping away to just like. And manage, by the way, like, my son got totally taken advantage of, and like he was sold a concert T-shirt, and the guy just threw it at him, and now it's like fifty sizes too small. Much like which leads to the obvious conversation of my week, which is. Felix Batista, you know who Felix Batista is? No, hottest new. Uh, do, do you not reliever. know really? What? And you were hired to do a Boston like podcast Felix about Batista. sports? Felix Batista. <laughs> First of all, I had to introduce you ah, to this whatever, topic. Ah, whatever, right? whatever, whatever. Give me the credit. Felix on Batista it. is the closer for the Baltimore Orioles. All right, and he has a wildly popular new. Uh, walk-in music, which walk-in music is all the rage, which we're going to talk to Jonathan Papabon about. Is that 35% strikeout rate? Look at like, like, look at. He's interested now. <laughs> like, we hooked him in. And a three. He's, he's like, he's seduced. This is the moment. This is the moment where Brian Barrett was seduced by Felix Batista. Hold on. This will really rope him in. That bullpen is stupid, though. Like, how many guys have? How did that Coop, happen? Coop's going to give something for uh, you. Ready? Did you ever watch The Wire? Yeah, I watched The Wire like four times through. You know Omar's whistle? Yeah. That's Before he steps out of the bullpen, they do Omar's whistle. Oh, that's a great it's idea. Awesome. Can you do, can, hey, hey, Stiz, you don't need to do this now. Can you get Omar's whistle? Stiz, do you watch The Wire? Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> uh, I think so. Um, <laughs> yes, so of course. If, Technically Jesuit. Can you, can you pull Omar's whistle? Already right? efforting it. Okay. And, and also, Google Edwin Diaz's trumpets. Okay. Because these are the two these are the two most popular entrance music right now, and and coincidentally we have Jonathan Papelbon at five o'clock to break them down to talk about that along with uh, what did you want to talk to him about being in a fight or something? No, I would like to know if somebody if there's a blowout one way or the other, somebody should knock down a Yankee after they knocked down Devers. What, what, and there was no re- repercussion. My, my guess, what like do, Coop? What do you think? What do you think Papelbon will say to that? He's not going to say just brush him back. He's going to say like go for a headshot. Yes. Take yeah, out. I mean, Raffy was going to say, literally, Devers. take the machete out of your back pocket. You saw Devers' reaction. Yes. He was not feeling no, it. No, I'm with you. Back at him. I'm, I'm, and look, I don't, I don't really blame Cole for doing that because he had so much, tr- he has so much trouble with Devers. Like, I understand why he did that, but there's got to be a reaction to that. I do think that when we talk about, so this comes back to what I said before the break about Heimblum. And listen, I'm like, you and I are in the same. Same mindset when it comes to trade deadline. I do think, and I know that there was the Alex Spears story about confusion, um, and I do think there that was some of that was very real. But I look at, I just look, take a step back and what they have now: Fam, Hosmer, even McGuire, good acquisitions. But, 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 you cannot discount what put them in the hole out of the gate. Much like when they didn't, when they had to wait for Schwarber coming out of the gate last year, much like when they had to wait to see what Robles and Davis were all about coming out of the gate after the deadline. Coming out of the gate, what hurt them was a move that they didn't make. It wasn't dependent on Pham or Hosmer. It was the bullpen. 
You traded away as much as you think he sucks, which is fine, Jake Diekman, but he was still pitching in the seventh or eighth inning. My guess is that you win one of those games in Kansas City if you don't have to bring in Darwin's and Hernandez and you have Jake Diekman. You take that. Debatable. No, that's not debatable. It's so very debatable. You take, you, Rob, he doesn't throw it over the white thing. Well, kind of I don't know if you know that. Have you looked up his numbers since he was traded? Yeah, he's good in Chicago. He's been he pitching. Was, he was pitching better. He wasn't going to pitch well here. He was pitching better before. He was. He was trending in the right direction. Okay, then he fell so, there, off the so my again. point is, is that. You you got Hosmer, good for you. You gave up Jay Groom. The contract was great. You took advantage of the Soto situation. Great. Okay? Tommy Pham, player be named later, cash considerations for the guy that you're getting now might be, right now, might be the best trade deadline acquisition out there. Good for you. Reese McGuire, as much as everyone loved Christian Vasquez, fine. That's super. Reese McGuire can still serve a purpose on this team. All of that, you could do all of those things, all those things, and still get a relief pitcher. And yeah. that and that is the problem here. And it remains the problem because you have Schreiber and you have Whitlock. Schreiber and Whitlock, and you have to alternate days where they pitch. And so you're really going to have to cross your fingers, get on your knees and pray that Matt Barnes, is Ryan real. Brazier, and Sawamura and those guys step up. You really have, I mean, that's what you're left with. But it wouldn't. Well, and getting Strom back. Right, getting Strom back. Getting Bayo back. Is Bayo well, going to. So I asked Cora yesterday at the press conference. Mm -hmm. I said, flat out, do you see that Bayo is Bayo an option for the bullpen? And he danced around it. He said, so Bayo is starting, I think, on Sunday, maybe in Portland, but he's starting in the minor leagues on Sunday. And, but I, I with Waka coming back. And I think they want to see where everything lands with the starters. But with, it makes all the sense in the world. I think this is the way they were going before, even before he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, don't you? Yeah, and they used him in that sort of that bulk role, Rob, last time. Uh, the Yeah, but I'm talking about, dude, like, I'm talking about yeah, bring him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, boom. I no, mean, I'm that type you. of stuff, you don't have to think a lot. Well, you know, and, you just go out. You know, you, you don't have to rely on grit and guile and experience, but you just have the stuff. And the stuff that, that Brian Bayo had in that Houston game before he hurt his groin, like, that was the best stuff that he's had. Yeah, he's, he's, filled, he's got nastiness. And this is the thing I would say now to Bloom. Since he didn't get something at the trading deadline and he didn't add nearly enough in the offseason as it pertains to the bullpen, is I don't care what the guy's role is long term. The best pitchers in the organization should be pitching now. And I don't care if Bayo is going to be in the bullpen rather than in the rotation. He has got to be part of the solution for this team going forward, not in 2023 or 2024, but in 2022. And unfortunately, here's the thing that sticks out to you like a sore thumb when you watch the games the past couple of nights is the fan move is months too late. A guy like Tommy Pham should have been on the team starting the season when they didn't replace Renfro. And I, I've said this multiple times, Rob. I don't have an issue with the Renfro move in a vacuum because of the fact, okay, you take on Jackie's contract, more money, and you pay essentially for two prospects in Ben Ellis and David Hamilton. I'm fine with that, but there has to be a reaction to that move. And the same thing can be said about first base. Like their idea that because Bobby Dahlback was hot at the end of the season— that he was going to be able to carry that over into this year. I just felt like that was never going to happen. And the other thing I'd say about Dahlback, and Cora indirectly said this the other day, he essentially said Bobby's had two rough years at, at right. first base. Yeah, yeah. He's dead last in Major League Baseball for the past two years of qualified first baseman well, defensive. Well, listen, I, I, don't have, I don't have an enormous – like the Hosmer, like, I, and this is the narrative, and, and you're right in the fam move. 
But with the Hosmer move, you weren't getting Hosmer a month ago. You just weren't. Right. Like, this fell in your lap because of the Soto mess. That's what happened. And as it turned out, Hosmer is absolutely the perfect guy, you would say, that that was a good move. It was exactly what you need, a defensive first baseman. Can I ask you a question about that first? Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. How dare you interrupt me? Well, it's a good question. I'm taking away one of your gifts. One of the great questions of all time. Um, But it's not only what he does defensively. It's not only the fact that he actually, like, is really good at Fenway Park, which you can't discount. But we talk about the, the vibe of this team, the mentality of this team, and I just talked to Matt Strom for four and a half minutes about it, and maybe we can play it later, but... But this, they are like over the top when it comes to the presence of this guy. And even with Fam, in a different way. Like Fam is a guy who is bringing edge, plays like his hair's on fire. We saw it last night. Like they needed some of that as well. Um, but when it comes to not making the moves in a timely manner, and, and we said this, Carlos Santana, he's not the be-all, end-all. I get it. And, may, and Hosmer's a better fit than Carlos Santana. I'll admit that. But at the same time, when you were falling apart, you have to be proactive. You have to be proactive. It, Carlos Santana moved with the Seattle Mariners was almost the exact same date as Steve Pierce. Almost the exact same date. And Seattle Mariners did exactly what the Red Sox did back in 2018, which is they took off. They were 17-4. and four. Like, boom, out of the shoot with him. And it wasn't only because Carlos Santana, but you make you send that message and what happened with the Red Sox where they kept on taking on water, they kept taking on water, kept taking on water to the point was, oh my goodness, now you're sitting there five back. Like so anyway, what was your question? So here's my question to you and Coop as well, if you want to weigh in on this Coop. If Juan Soto doesn't sign uh what was it, four hundred and fourteen mil? Was that the official offer or was it four hundred whatever four, it was? Four hundred and forty. 440. Okay. So if he, I mean, that's crazy. Basically, your deal at the ringer. (laughs) Same thing. Just a few zeros off. Same same Um, exactly. So, anyway, getting back. $4.40 an hour. Exactly. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, So, the 440 million, he passes on that. He demands a trade. So, if one of the best, I would say, he hasn't played like it this year, but a top five player in the game, Juan Soto, doesn't want out of Washington, and the Padres don't have to get rid of a player in Eric Hosmer, do the Red Sox. Have no major league first baseman after the death. No, no. That's why I give Hein Bloom exactly no. zero credit. Well, well, but this is we talked about. And Hosmer had a no trade to ten teams, so he could say I'm not going to Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a completely lucky scenario for Hein Bloom. I cannot give him credit. He still does not respect the position. It was just landing there, and if he didn't do it, what was going to happen? What? It's like, oh, Hein, this is a first baseman. Alex Cora. The first thing he says is, oh, it's great to have a guy here. Like, yeah, no kidding. The manager has not had a legitimate major league. It is is striking the juxtaposition where you say, well, you have Eric Hosmer here, and for how three months or two months, you had Franchi Cordero, nice guy, super guy, I like him personally, but you had Franchi Cordero, like juxtapose Hosmer versus Franchi at first base. And and, And Alex Cora must be sitting there and saying, like, look. Look at like can we take a step back and look at what I had to deal with? Look at what I had to work with. So you asked that question and it's a fine question to ask. But the answer is no. And so you said what you give you, man. what you give Heim Bloom zero credit. I have to in You give him two percent? No, well I give 1%. I give him credit in this respect. And 0. I've said 5. this ever since the deadline, which is I give him credit for doing what 
you GMs have to do. You have to take advantage of desperation. You have to take advantage of situations. You did that with Pavetta three weeks into that fraudulent season. The Phillies freaked out about their bullpen. You took advantage of that. Ottavino, you knew the, Red, the Yankees needed to get under the luxury tax. You took advantage of that situation. With Hosmer, you took advantage of that situation. That's great. That's super. What I want to see them do now, and this morphs to what we're talking about in the, the offseason, which is you still have not shown me the ability to say, we, are gonna, we need that guy, and we are going to get uncomfortable, and we are going to aggressively get that guy. Like when, when these big names come up in the market, it's not even a conversation with the Red Sox. Sure, they might have kicked their tires, but it's not realistic. I mean, it's not even Yeah, like Freddie Freeman. How real were you about well, Freddie well, Freeman? Exactly. I mean, or Schwarber. I mean, yeah. the stories that you hear about Schwarber, and Schwarber said this to me. Cooper's there. He was right by my side, I think. Uh, when I was I, around. I was in the vicinity. He was, he was, he was in the same area code. Where I Who asked, knows the story? Asked, he knows about I asked, it. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> we, went, we, went back, we went back to the Airbnb, and I regaled him in the, in the tales of Eric Schwarber talking. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber talking. And so Kyle Schwarber says, well, how was your re- uh, negotiation with the Red Sox? He's like, well, I really didn't hear anything after the lockout. Like, what? 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 So if you like, and maybe they didn't like him, but when you like a guy, then go after him. And I guess they did that with Trevor Story, so you give a little bit of credit there. But at the same time, Trevor Story was such a, 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 I don't say an aberration, but it wasn't just that you're getting Trevor Story, the player. A big factor when they talk about valuing Trevor Story was that he was leveraged for the guy that they thought was leaving. Xander Bogart. Well, exactly. Yeah, he's an insurance policy. Exactly. And and you pay extra for the insurance policy. But the thing is, it's just like, last year was an aberration. You said this. You're recycling your take. Yeah, I I said this earlier today to Andy and uh, Kyrie. But it's true. They were ahead of schedule on the way that they were supposed to build this team. And, you know, last year year was awesome. They were able to, like, almost get to the World Series. When you look at the deadline this year... Like, Brian, do you honestly think that the Red Sox could have gone to a World Series this year, even if they had, like, oh, I do. the perfect... I really? Do. In June? Like, what you had in June? Uh, if, you add, if you added... If you added... Put it this way. In June, when you were... You hold get on into second. the tournament, you have a chance. It, it, yes. Especially with Cora. In June, when you were rolling, if you did not have these injuries, we said at that time, and I said this, is that I thought they were a legit contender, the way that they were playing, with that current state of health, if you added some key pieces. And those key pieces, by the way, were a guy, was a guy like Eric Hosmer, number one, which you weren't adding at that time. And number two, it was a relief pitcher, which you still haven't added. So I believe that. So, but I agree with you. I agree with you, Coop, about like, the fact is that last year was some, somewhat of an aberration. And when we talk about this team, this mantra of being sustainable, you know, the, uh, for years upon years upon years, we want to contend. Well, guess what? You're 0 for 1. Right now, you're 0 for 1. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to go first to last. They're going to second to last well, right now. Well, I mean, it may be that. And this is why this game, tomorrow's game, the game again, this whole week is very important. Is, is, so it's, they're important in different ways, right? You, you guys agree with me that you have to win one of these next two games. That's important. Right? No question. I think you got an opportunity to sweep these guys. Okay. Get them out of here. Especially with, especially right with Tampa and the Orioles beating up on each other like this weekend. Right. And then, and then you have Pittsburgh. You've got to take care of business because you can't pull a Kansas City against Pittsburgh. And then that is the biggest series of the year. If you do your job, 
today, tomorrow, Thanks, and Bill. against Pittsburgh. If you do your job, Brian Barrett. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> okay? Baltimore, everyone, all these people out here, flock to Camden Yards. Get on I-95. Let's go. By the way, um, do you guys want a juicy nugget? You mentioned story. You want a juicy nugget on story? You have to do with Felix Batista, the person that you didn't know existed? No, this has nothing. I never even get to my Felix Batista. Is it, is it that he might have been here at America's Most Beloved Ballpark doing something? No, no. This is just a little, this is a little something on story. A okay. comparison. Okay. So Christian Arroyo this year is hitting 274. This is entering yesterday. 274 with a 753 OPS. Story, 221 with a 713 OPS. Trevor's story, we think of him as a great defender, right? Eight defensive runs, and I'm not saying that, that he's not. Eight defensive runs saved in 705 and two-thirds. Christian Arroyo, last two years at second base, 495 innings and a third, nine defensive runs saved. Are you saying that he should have just rolled out? Well, Christian what Arroyo? I'm saying is this guy continually gets hurt. A lot of them are freak injuries, but how much has to do with he's playing all over the place? I mean, last year his injury was when? When he went to first base. This year, he was playing in the freaking outfield. He was horrible out there, and I, I don't put that on him. But I do wonder, what if you just said, hey, Christian Arroyo is our everyday second baseman to begin the season, and we're bringing back Schwarber. We're keeping pretty uh, much the band together. Speaking of, uh, I'm just saying, I'm, uh, just, hey, I'm just spitballing hey, by hey, the numbers. So do you, not to interrupt you there, Rob, but do you how, think how that they you? could have done, like, Haim is definitely dead set on building this team that, like, I don't know, 2025 is when we're going to be competitors in that probably when the ball is going to get rolling. Do you think he could have both competed this year? I can't stop you there. Why? It doesn't work. Why? Because I I want to. You can't wait around here for 2025. That's not how this works. I mean, he thinks he can do that. This is not Baltimore. You cannot wait. You cannot wait around. The business model doesn't allow you to do it, so forth and so on. we got to take a quick break. All right, 617-779-7937. And I do, speaking of Christian Arroyo, he has a free pass last night, fellas. A free pass for standing at third base and the Reese McGuire bunt. I have all the details of the. Oh, Reese you do, because I'm wondering. About I that. have all the details. I saw that and I thought it was a suicide all, squeeze. All the deals. I have all the deets. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. This is a Bradford show. I'm Rob Bradford, Brian Barrett. Coop, be back right after this. Day Chaser is the ready-to-drink beverage that your bartender would approve. Why? Because it's your favorite spirit with a splash of carbonated water and a splash of fruit in a can with nothing else added. Enjoy a few Day Chasers ice cold, responsibly, of course, and they won't make you feel bloated. It's for golfers playing 18 holes, fishermen going after the catch of the day, or for chilling by the pool with friends. Having a party? Want to impress your guests? Bring in an eight-pack of Day Chaser. Check out DayChaser.com and have it sent to your house. Day Chaser, 100 calories, zero guilt. Can't find it? Ask your liquor store to get it. Why is that more? It's about more. Visit Wines and More for the largest selection of wine, craft beer, and spirits in the area. Don't miss an inning of the game when you shop online at winesandmore-ma.com to order curbside pickup or local delivery. Conveniently located in Wareham and Mansfield Crossings and the Walpole Mall. Wines and More. Wines and More. Communities are built on connection. Connections bring us together and make us stronger. Cape Ann Savings Bank is built on connection too. Since 1846, the Cape Ann community has relied on us to help build their nest eggs and strengthen their financial futures. For your banking needs, connect with the people who are committed to you. Call 978-283-0246 or visit any one of our offices. Built on connection. Cape Ann Savings 
www.bank.bank. Member FDIC. Member DIF. Equal housing lender. WEI. We are right back to The Bradfoe Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Great walk of music by Edwin Diaz. We're going to have Jonathan Papelbon on in about 10 minutes to break that down, to give his take on that. And did you find the, the whistle from The Wire, Stiz? Yeah, do you want it now? Yeah, so that that is what you just heard with the trumpets. That was Edwin Diaz's walk in music. Put your mic on. And sorry, before we do that, it is really cool that S&Y is now not going to commercial. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, that, not only that I'll give in Coop, you probably noticed this for the baseballs and boring account is that they are, the Mets are totally leaning into this with their social awesome. media. I mean, they are getting right up in Edwin Diaz's mug. I mean, last night he comes out with the black Mets jersey. Yeah. The entire well, stadium rocking. It was I awesome. I mean, the Mets, and I got to imagine this is like a Steve Cohen sort of production. Sort Big of. Big time. I mean, he was the one that, when he first, when he first bought the team, the first announcement he had was that he was bringing back like the black shirts and everything, yeah. and like he wants to make did it you, a production. Did you also notice? So, Mr. Matt, yes, so and Miss, Mrs. Matt, Miss, did, but, but no, but did you, the Scherzer you, thing, yeah, the Scherzer thing. Yeah. Oh yes, they yeah. changed the eyes. They put the Scherzer eyes on them. Yeah. So anyway, that is Edwin Diaz's walk-in music. And I want to set the scene here. This is Rob Bradford. That's Brian Barrett. That's Coop. This is the Bradford Show. We're here at the Ford Fenway Clubhouse. Coop just, gets, Coop just goes by one name. Yeah, I'm oh, just yeah. he's like Madonna. Yeah. I mean, his brand is... I'm, I'm Madonna. LeBron. Well, listen, your brand has never been hotter. Everyone knows that. All right. Okay? All right, well, don't, don't disown it. So, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, we're at Fenway Park. We are doing a fine show. Jonathan Papelbon going to join us uh, at the top of the hour. So, we heard... So, so Stiz, please play, if you could, uh, the Edwin Diaz. I'm, I'm, I want to play the Edwin Diaz trumpets with you let it off with to juxtapose against Felix Batista of the Baltimore Orioles. He has what we consider the competing best walk in music for closers. So you have uh you have Edwin Diaz ready to go once again, the trumpets? Yeah, you ready? Yeah, here we go. Here's here's here we go. I mean this is this is envision this. Brian Barrett coming out of the, the bullpen gate. Walking in. Nasty split. And it, it, it builds up, right? It builds up. That's what we like about it. It's building up. And then you, you reach that crescendo. And boom. Now you have the, the lyrics coming up. I don't know if there's... Oh, there you go. All right. Okay. That's Edwin Diaz. You ready with Felix Bautista? We ready for the wire, the whistle of the wire? Here we go. All right, all right. So that is what Felix Batista, who, by the way, I proclaim as the biggest. You got to set the scene on that a little bit more, though, okay, for the you, wire thing. You, you go ahead. So, like, wire, it's just like some guy coming down with a shotgun, and he's he's about to tear up the town. Like that's that's what's about to happen. He's about to kill someone. So know, you come out of the bullpen, yes, and you're the you're the on deck batter for that. 
You're quaking in your boots. And you should note that obviously the wire is a Baltimore production, yes. right? I mean, yep. so right. So Felix Batista, who I met the other day, gave him a baseball isn't boring shirt. You can find that on my Twitter account on the BB at BB isn't boring Twitter account. Um, he is the biggest baseball player I have ever met. I am proclaiming this. Have you met Randy Johnson? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Judge is taller, Randy Johnson is taller. I'm talking about like Kenley Jansen, but bigger than Kenley Jansen. He's like just talking wider. about yeah, he's wider. Wide. wider. Like mate, this is he's a mammoth guy who I gave an extra large T-shirt to. Like he's put together. He looks like a mannequin, like built. That's what you say. I had never seen a mannequin like Felix Batista. So it's a terrible analogy by you. But any, what, what are I'm you just saying? Like you walk into like a sporting goods store, those guys are like jacked, the mannequins. I'm saying, is it like a mannequin? Okay. Well, I don't understand. You're just. Well, I mean, Chap the, Chapman is pretty. He's, he's pretty big. Not, he's the, it's like why the whole thing? Anyway, because we like to deal in science, in facts, and and we don't leave anything to the imagination or anything to, for interpretation. When it comes to walking music, there's only one person to talk to, which is along with Mariano. He was not available. But Jonathan Papelbon was available because, in large part, he is part of the Bradford Show Fantasy Football League, which we have to talk some trash about. We're going to get to the closer music. We're going to get to the fantasy football trash talk. And we're going to get to Brian Barrett's question, what would you do against the Yankees? Would you actually get in a scrap? Is that what you want to ask? I want to ask if there's a blowout this weekend. Should somebody knock down a Yankee? Okay, I think I know the answer to that. We're going to get to all that. Jonathan Papelbon coming up next. This is the Bradford. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.